This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10. Five touchdown Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson and the most popular man in Lindsborg last night, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What did you think of our performance at men's night last night? A record-breaking night, by the way. Well, yeah, we were up at uh, Lindsborg playing their men's club night. They had a record 57 golfers, so we put them over the top. The old record was 56, so by us playing, we... That's about our biggest accomplishment of the night is we put, put them over the record. We are record our, our playing was rather forgettable. We had Big B and Donnie B, the Bingstons, and uh, we just we kind of struggled. We putted for birdie on every hole but one, but we kind of just struggled with the putter a little bit. Didn't hit it real close. You got to hit it close. Six under one, and considering where they had the pins last night, that's a great score. Those guys that shot six under must have really played well. I know another guy that could probably shoot six under, don't you? Oh, yeah. Is It's not Tiger Woods either. He can shoot six under on the front nine sometimes. But it's the next best thing from Tiger, and that is Turkey Creek Golf Course's Treg Fall. And, of course, we've got you in here, Treg, today. And this is going to be the last time for a while because it is open championship season. The PGA has been moved up, so this is it. Do you like the major being the open championship being the last one? From a from a fan standpoint, I do. I don't know if the you know there's been mixed reviews with the actual golfers on tour if they like it or not. But I like having you know it seems like throughout the summer there's one major each month. I think it's a lot better for viewing. You know, um, getting getting to August that's when school and stuff starts. So it felt like the PGA being moved moved up this year. I felt like it was a little bit better. They have more options with courses and uh, just a little bit better viewing. So I, I like the switch personally. And, um, the P- and then, and then it, it magnifies the FedEx Cup at the end, I right. think, which the P- is The PGA is just kind of like the forgotten major. I mean, yeah. player. I mean, when you look at who's won the PGA, it's really not as star-studded of a list as who wins the other majors. I, to me, it's almost like the PGA had become an afterthought. So I think moving it up earlier in the year – piqued the golfers' interest a little more. And with, and like you say, you had the PGA and then you go basically right into the playoffs. Yeah. This time now you get a little bit of a you know a little bit of a break kind of to gear up. Yeah, forward. let your yeah. body reset a little bit, let your mind reset a little bit. And in fact I think there's one less round uh in, in the, the FedEx in Cup the playoffs. FedEx Cup yep. this year. And I, I felt that's good too. I felt like 
Uh, four tournaments is too many. Mm-hmm. I mean, you played one tournament just to cut 25 guys. Now you're cutting 50, I think, after the first one. So um, I think the, they've made a lot of good moves on yeah, this. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's been a good change all around with the moving the PGA up and then just because, I mean, the FedEx Cup, the overall winner is playing for $10 million. And, you know, last year you could just tell some of those guys were – getting pretty worn down by the end and tiger showed it in the Ryder cup you know he played really well going through those playoffs but he played you know five weeks in a row and then got to the Ryder cup and was worn down but i, I like the change a lot well Treg, it's been a while since we've had you in here since the u.s open and your boy gary woodland finally was able to get on top i know that you were excited about that and it feels like for everybody in the state of kansas or if you're a jayhawk fan or if you're just a golf fan He's been a guy that people have been rooting for for quite some time and just couldn't get it done on the weekends, but he finally did, and it it was an exciting tournament, and I think everybody in the state, and especially in this area, was really excited to see him do well. Oh yeah, definitely got the juices flowing watching him. He's one of my favorite, obviously, going to KU. He's always had the talent, and I really... He's one of my favorite too because he's an all-around athlete. You know, he's a great basketball player, which you know I played. Torch bas- the bullpups. Yeah, he did. Which I played basketball growing up, and to see him, you know, you were probably at that game. Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Qu- oh, I might have been actually. What, what year was that? Two thousand two. Oh yeah, I was definitely there. Yep. So um, I don't remember much of it, but I was there. So yeah, I mean, just watching him get it done there and seeing a Kansas boy do it was pretty cool. And um, my brother-in-law and my father-in-law, Tim and Kent Schmidt, were there and. Um, I was texting Tim while they were there. They were there on Sunday, and uh, he he said that they were a part of that Rock Chalk Chan on 18. I don't know if you heard. I heard it, Jeff Roselle. Yeah, Jeff Roselle was there. loud was, and clear. <laughs> yep. So I coached Jeff Roselle uh, in high school. So uh, uh, yeah, I could hear him loud and clear. Yeah. So they were doing a little Rock Chalk chant and what they do at the basketball game. So it was really cool to see him, and you could tell all the guys are happy for him on tour. He's a super nice guy. Everybody respects him, and he's got all the talent in the world, and it's finally cool to see him win a big one the biggest problem with him had been putting yeah. i think in majors and he really you know he putted well and then of course he hit that memorable chip shot on the green because he had a kind of a, a just a, yeah. a kind of a jut there uh would have had he'd had to put it way outside of the line instead he chipped it over and put it up to about three feet and made a par putt and that clinched it for him because he could play irons the rest of the way on the last hole yeah it was pretty cool to watch that Three wood he hit on 14, that par five to clear that. It was like 280 or 275 up the hill, you know, and then to hit that little tight lie chip shot on 17's green to kick in was, was pretty memorable. Well, Trey, you're a man of all sports. You're always in the know for everything, and I know that the NFL is getting closer, but the NBA and free agency, have you been able to dissect everything and figure out where everybody's going to be yet? I have, yeah. You know. Which move do you like the most? Which move do I like the most? Um, I thought it was pretty cool how, uh, you know, Kawhi goes to the Clippers and somehow Paul Georgian's up there. I'm like, holy cow, how did that happen? And then I thought it was really, which I didn't think it was going to work when CP3, when Chris Paul and James Harden were on the Rockets together, but then they move Russell Westbrook over there instead of Chris Paul. I'm interested to see how that works. They made it work with them too. You know, they're the both highest usage guys in the NBA, so we'll see how that works. But it's it's going to be awesome to watch. You know, there's 10 teams that I think could win the finals. There's a bunch of big duos that are going to be good. Um, from a selfish standpoint, I really like the East now because I'm a big Joel Embiid guy. He's my okay. favorite player. 
You know, the Sixers, I'm not sure how him and Ben Simmons are going to work out together. I hope it well, works out. Well, he's now out. $180 he million. Is. Dollar they're, man. they're locked in unless they move him somewhere else. But, you know, I think the Sixers and the Bucks are kind of stand alone in the East now, um, which you don't know what's going to happen with Kevin Durant coming, you know, to the Nets and stuff and seeing how healthy he gets. But I, I think the Sixers are rock solid, pretty good, and then the Bucks. But the West, you know. There's six or seven teams I can see coming out of there. The Nuggets are going to, still going to be really, really good. Utah you know? and Utah's going to be good. Have we mentioned LeBron? You, st- you still got Lillard and McCollum and Portland, and then you got you know LeBron and AD. I mean, it's Anthony Davis did come out and cause a little bit of a flap though when he said, "Well, I'm only signed to play one year. My contract runs out after next year, and then I'll explore my options." I don't know if that's just him blowing smoke yeah. or what it's doing. I mean, L.A. can give him the most money. So I'm not really sure why he came out and said that. I would have just kind of kept that to myself. Yeah, I've, I've liked the moves the Lakers has made. I, I really think the Clippers are the best team because they got the most depth. But I think the Lakers put together enough pieces that they're going to be a lot deeper than people think now. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. I like the fact Which bandwagon that, are you hopping on? Which team do you want to root? Want well, to root I'm always for, besides root, I'm, the Sixers. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I just like watching good competitive basketball coming to the crunch time, and you know, Steph and Clay. I still think the Golden State Warriors. You know, with Durant leaving, and if they stay healthy, they're they're still going to be so tough to beat. So you know, I I'm kind of, I don't know. I just. I've always wanted to see Westbrook do well ever since Durant left, but then he went to the Rockets, and it's hard for me to watch the Rockets play the way they play. So they're ugly. It's I don't know. I, I I wouldn't mind seeing the Clippers. I've always liked Kawhi, and seeing him actually get the better of the Lakers, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of funny. So Treg, I don't think I have talked with you much about this since you've been on the show last. But I made my trip out to Las Vegas last month, and I was able to check out the future home of your soon-to-be Las Vegas hole. Raiders, yeah. and man, that place is looking cool. Have you seen much of the work that they've been doing yeah, on I've it? Yeah, I've been keeping up on it. I follow a bunch of Raiders stuff on social media, obviously, but you know the, the place looks it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm just excited for them to, to get there, and uh, you know, I'm definitely going, we're going to definitely take a family, uh, family trip to Vegas to watch some games. My uncle, Mark Cruz, is a huge Chiefs fan. So he's already been talking about it, how we need to take a little family trip and go watch Raiders Chiefs in Vegas in the future. So um, we're we're excited um, to, that they're moving there, and I'm excited to watch them this year. I'm the most thing I'm excited about is watching Derek Carr throw to receivers that can actually get open this year. Well, that, does, <laughs> that does help. Yeah, when there's some separation, it makes it a little easier. So how do you break down the AFC West? I know that we've still got a few things that are out there that will determine what each team is like, especially number 10 for the Kansas City Chiefs and whether he'll be playing in the slot and be able to make big plays. But do you see the Chiefs still as the number one, or are you leaning toward Phillip Rivers and the Chargers? Well, this is kind of how I'm seeing. I'm seeing the Chargers are probably the most complete team on paper from top to bottom, offensively, defensively. But the Chiefs, you know, they have the more, more firepower on offense, which, you know, I still give the edge to the Chiefs just because they're the defending League champions and Melvin know. Gordon may be holding out yeah, for the exactly. Chargers. He, has a, it, he it, might not show up to. I think it's all camp. a ploy. He'll be there on the opening Player game. Player power, Melvin. Just sit out. Yeah. Don't don't play. Yeah, you, you don't, don't need, need to. to. But yeah. I still think the Chiefs are. You know, if if depending on what happens with number ten and Tyree Kill, it's it's going to be a change. But I, you know, you still got Patrick Mahomes, who's just absolutely incredible. Their defense, we'll see. You know, they got Frank Clark, who's an amazing pass rusher. I think he's going to help them out. We'll see how how far along the secondary is, 
Broncos, always defensively, they're going to be rock solid. They're pretty good. We'll see what happens with Chris Harris. I don't know if he's completely happy or not. Their best corner. You know, I, I honestly think, you know. Joe Flacco at quarterback. Yeah, Joe, Joe no Flacco is going to be the one that, you know, if, if, he, if he puts together a solid year, they could be competitive if he's up and down, you know, like he has been. I, I just don't know with him. He's up in the air. And then on paper, the Raiders have improved drastically on paper from what they had last year, so we'll see if they can put it together. But I think it's going to be a very competitive division. Um, I think, you know, if I had to pick a team right now, if I was betting on a team to finish first, I might pick the Chargers. It's kind of 50-50 with them and the Chiefs just because of the Tyree Kill situation. But I think it's going to be pretty competitive. I've got one more question for you. So it was Big 12 Football Media Day down yep. in Dallas this week, and I want to give you an over-under. Let's set the over-under at 8.5. Are you taking the over or under on KU-K-State wins combined this fall? Combined? 8.5. I'm going over. I am too. I think KU will win 3 and I think so K- that means K-State's got to win six. I know. I think they'll be better. I think they'll be six and six. Yeah. Is that a decent line, or do you think it should think be a little a higher? Line. I think that's I think a pretty a good, good spot. Line. You know, I, I was looking. I think KU has a, you know anywhere from two to four. If they, they might sneak a conference game in and maybe win four, but I think K-State is about a six or seven win team. Um, so what do you think is the ceiling for both of those teams this year? KU ceiling's four. Oh, yeah. Four, five would be a miracle. K State, you know. I don't think KU has won two conference games in a season in like they have thirteen years. Well, they've won five since Mangino yeah. left. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but they're building in the right direction. They get they're getting kids in. They're recruiting way better than they have been. So a few years from now, we'll see how what what their sky is. But you know, K State, I'm looking at probably eight is eight wins for them would be really really good. Um, you know, and they're always a team that. They always pick a middle of the road or bottom, and they seem to. Well, they're number people. nine this year. Yep. Picked. Yeah, they have a, they have a unique style about them. But we'll see with under new head coach how what their style's like and kind of how they play. So let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to dive into the Open Championship, which starts tomorrow. I think it is going to be wet. I think it's going to be cold. I think it's going to be windy. And Northern Ireland is going to be the host of the Open starting tomorrow. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and we are joined in studio today by Turkey Creek Golf Course's Trag Fall with the Open Championship starting tomorrow from the Dunluce course in Northern Ireland, part of the Royal Portlush Golf Club. What do you know about the Dunluce course, Treg? Uh, no, I mean, not much. I mean, it looks like a your typical link-style golf course with the penalizing bunkers, the narrow fairways, and then the long rough off of the first cut. You know, it's... Link style golf, they you know they most of them look pretty similar and for people that don't know really what link style golf is, give them the the one minute synopsis of it. One minute, well, it's it's different grass, you know, it's 
it's a little bit thinner. It's not, you know, here in the U.S., it's more lush, and you can kind of get under the ball a little easier and get it up in the air. The link style, everything's going to be played lower on the ground, lower chip shots. It's harder to, you know, these guys hit lob wedge over here around the greens and come underneath of it with ease. Out there, it's hard to hit lob wedge flops You'll see a lot of dirt. Yeah, it looked like the fairways literally look like dirt in yeah, some because it's very dry. Yep, they let it dry out. The the cool thing about the open is they just whatever the weather is going to do. That's what that's what the RNA lets the course do. If the wind doesn't blow, guys are going to tear it up. If the wind blows and the cold weather like they're expecting or wind and rain, you'll see guys struggle. Um, there's a lot of humps and bumps. You know. A lot of mounds and the bunkers are super deep. Like here in the U.S., guys actually aim for the bunker around the green. They're not, you know, and it's easy to get up and down. If you hit it in the bunker and uh, in one of the fairway bunkers and the link style course and the Open Championship, it's like hitting in a water hazard. You're gonna have to play out sideways. It's gonna be a stroke penalty. Would you like so. to see Coach Kinneman in one of those bunkers? He wouldn't be able to get out. Coach Kinneman, <laughs> for those who don't know, doesn't very seldom use a wedge out of bunkers. He uses a putter. Texas sand, Texas sand wedge, and uh, uh, he kind of just wraps it as hard as he can into the hill and hope it turns over and gets onto the green. He just doesn't flip it out, so he would have a hard time probably on a links course. But he does have the bump and run game because yeah. you know he kind of just it's line drives up there toward the greens and stuff like that. Yeah, you'll see a lot of different types of shots played this week. They'll be, you know, they'll you can hit little hybrids just off the green, little seven irons, putters. You know, pitching wedge, it's it's leaves it up for all options. So far this year, at the Masters, it was Tiger Woods that won. At the PGA, it was Brooks Kepka, who has been playing probably as good as anybody on tour in the big events. And then at the U.S. Open, Open it was Gary Woodland. Are we going to have one of those three guys win this week? Brooks Kepka would have the best shot, I think. But, you know, the thing about Brooks Kepka is his caddy grew up at this golf course. Ooh. I don't know if you heard, but Tiger texted Brooks Kepka and asked if he could play a practice round with him, and he, Brooks Kepka never texted him back because Tiger wanted some insight from Brooks's caddy. You know, Brooks didn't start on the PGA Tour. He wasn't one of those high-profile guys out of college, so he had to get his tour card through the European Tour, and he came over here, met his caddy, who grew up on this course in Northern Ireland, so they, he has a lot of insight on, on how to play this course. So he'd be your best bet. Tiger, you know, with his body, he hasn't played a lot. He's just not as sharp. You know, I don't know. He's up in the air. And then Gary Woodland, it's hard to go back-to-back in majors. And he's he hits, still sky high from winning He hits that. the ball way too high. Yeah, he, he is a he, high ball hitter. Yeah, he, he can play those little stingers. He's got the infamous stinger shot that's going around all social media. But I think it's really hard to go back-to-back. I'm just – it's been crazy how many Americans have been winning the majors. I, I, I wouldn't be if, I wouldn't be surprised if Woodland misses the cut. Yeah. I really wouldn't because mm-hmm. I just I once you win the U.S. Open, your season's kind of made. Yep. And uh, they don't have the Ryder Cup this year, yep. so he's you know you know they got the President's Cup. I'm sure he'll be on that team, but his his year's already been made. Yep, for sure. It'll, you know, I, I'm giving the edge to probably a European guy to win this week in the in the Open. I think the Europe, a Europeans do to win a major because they haven't in a while, so. We'll see, but Brooks Kepka, I think, has the best shot as, as an American to what, win. What most people know is that leading up to the Open Championship, a lot of guys will not, <clears throat> excuse me, they won't play a tournament here last week. They'll go over and play in the Scottish Open, and sometimes that's an indicator of who's playing well and, and who's hitting the links pretty well and playing that style. The guy who won, I don't know who he is, Weisberger or Weisman yeah. or Burn Weisberger. Burn Weisberger. Weisberger. I yeah. got him on my 
possible. Winners. He's the one that made it real deep in the match play yeah. earlier this year, and he just makes he makes every putt he looks at. Yeah. And Henrik Stenson yep. was tied for fourth. He's won an open before. Rafa Cabrera Bayo yep. tied for ninth, European as well as player. Justin Thomas. So there are some guys that went over there and did well. Do you pay much attention to the Scottish Open for this? Uh, a little bit. A lot of the American guys go over there and play the week before. I think Ricky Fowler was there. Matt Kuchar was there. Matt Kuchar played good the first two rounds. I think he finished close to the top ten. Um, so a lot of those guys try and get acclimated. I think a big thing is getting on the same time. You know, some of these guys coming from the U.S. this week over. You know, there's a six seven hour difference, and it just and if you've got a morning tea time, yeah. then that would not mm-hmm. be good. Yep. So. I think that's part of the reason just to get acclimated to that, but it's it's tough to go over there for an American to get it done. So it's been a different group of players that has been able to win over in Britain in this event. Francisco Molinari, he won last year. Jordan Spieth was in the middle of his run when he won two years ago. And then the names get a little interesting. Henrik Stenson, Zach Johnson, Rory won in 2014. Phil Mickelson, I think that was the last major that he's won in 13. Ernie Els, and then, of course, the great Darren Clark winning it in 2011. It's been a bunch of different guys that have won this event. And maybe it's just because of the style of golf that this plays. The the big thing is the style that the Open brings into play, it it usually doesn't give a big advantage for the Bombers. It's, It's a target golf. You're trying to stay short of bunkers. You're trying to stay right or left of bunkers. And you use the ground a lot. The fairways are so firm and fast. You know, you can get a ball on the ground and you try to roll it to a spot. You try to hit it to a spot. Uh, Kevin Kisner was talking about, which he's set up for this kind of golf. I think he tied for second last year. But, you know, he doesn't hit it as far. He's like, big guys are hitting their four iron short of this bunker. I might be just hitting my five wood short of this bunker. It's target golf. It helps me, you know feel like I have a better chance of winning. So it brings in all different styles of players that that can compete this week, which is fun. Well, let's take our final break. When we come back, it is time to make our predictions. And I have had a very bad 2019 in terms of predictions (laughs) on this show. Trey and I both have won one. But I think I feel good Uh about my two picks. And maybe they'll be a little different. We'll let you pick first since you haven't won. Maybe I'll get off the Ricky Fowler bandwagon here. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, and we are making our predictions for the Open Championship, which starts tomorrow in Northern Ireland. And Treg has had a pretty decent year in terms of his predictions. He's always been spun on. He picked Tiger to win the Masters. And I think Steve picked Brooks Kepka to win the PGA. I, had Kepka, yeah. I think all of us weren't ready for the Gary Woodland train to roll through no. for the U.S. Open. But I've got a guy that I think I like. I'm going to read you some of the odds from Las Vegas first. So that way you, you get to know what, what you think is coming. Rory McIlroy is 8-1. to one. He's the favorite. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka are both at 10-1. to one. John Rahm is at sixteen to one. Tiger at eighteen to one. 
Justin Rose, 20-1, to and then several others after 20-1. to And my first pick, I'm going with what Treg is saying here with I think a European is going to find a way to win. And this guy has been due for a while. He plays well, but just hasn't been a strong finisher. He maybe even gets a little heated. Rombo. I'm taking John Rom. I like John Rom this week. I'm feeling good about him. He is due to win a big one. John Rom. He's number two on my European list, so good pick. All right, Steve, do you want the next pick, or I'll do you want to give the, it to Trey? I'll take the next pick, because I'll go with what I had in my column day. I'm going Justin Rose, also a European. Uh, you know, he's a veteran now. I can remember when he played in this when he was 17. I was on vacation down in Branson when he was playing. He looked like he was about 10 when he played in the tournament. But Justin Rose, he's always up there in the majors, and uh, I just think he's going to have the kind of game and the temperament to win this year. Treg, your first pick. Well, um, I'm going to go with the hometown kid who ha- who holds the course record at 61 Ooh. when he shot it when he was 16 years old, and that's Rory McIlroy. Ooh. I just think there's too much pressure on him playing yeah. in his home country. I just I think he's going to embrace it, and I think he's going to be right there. Do I got Do I get to go again? Or are we yeah, this back is around? a serpentine okay. draft. Um, the other two I'm looking at, I always got to pick an American, but um, you know. Kuchar and Kisner are the two that I'm looking at. They just got that target golf. They're steady. They're good wind players. They're tough. They're good putters. I'm thinking it's going to be one of those two. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Matt Kuchar. Kuch. Kuch. You know, there's a funny story. Gary Woodland said he went out and ate with Matt Kuchar a few days ago in Northern Ireland, and he had to take pictures of people with taking pictures of Kuchar with other people because they all wanted to take a picture with Kuchar. They didn't even know who he was. They said, hey, sir, can you take a picture of us and Matt Kuchar? And they didn't know he was the U.S. Open champs. So they're they're all, all big fans of Kuch over there. So Big fan of Matt Kuchar. Okay, yeah. so Treg has taken Roy McIlroy, Matt Kuchar. Steve, you have Justin Rose in your pocket already. Who is your second pick? I'm, I'm going to go with a real sleeper. I'm going to go Paul Casey because Paul he, Casey. He, has a, he has a real low ball flight, and uh, he's due to win a major. So I've got John Rahm in my back pocket now, and I'm trying to come up with who I should take. And I, I, I'm a little afraid of Brooks Kepka because he's just been playing so well, and I'm a little afraid to stick with him. The guy that I think I like, so I've got John Rahm, the guy I think I like is Justin Thomas. You're not picking Ricky? This is the first time, I think, in the history well, of this Ricky's show that I haven't taken Ricky Fowler. And if he wins this week, I'm sorry, Ricky, that I lost <laughs> my faith in you. Well, I'll pick you for the Masters in 2020. But I think I like Justin Thomas, yeah. another guy that is due to win another big one. Yep. I'm taking JT. So I've got John Rom and Justin Thomas. Steve has Justin Rose, Paul Casey, and Treg has Rory McIlroy and Matt Kuchar. Do you feel confident about your selections? Yeah, I like my picks. I, I nobody I, took I Brooks. Nobody be, took DJ. Yeah, Brooks and D, DJ. DJ and Ricky Fowler are, are two guys that embrace the bad weather. They hit it so well. They hit it low, and they kind of they've always been the Americans that seem to play well over at the Open. Um, so Brooks, DJ, and Fowler. Are, my top five Americans were Brooks, DJ, Kucher, Kisner, and Fowler. So Ricky, baby. I it's think, Ricky week. Yeah, Ricky might. You know, he he likes playing over there, so we'll see. All right, Treg, we've got one minute. 
Open Championship coming to Turkey Creek next week. Give us a little information on that and how to get involved because we got to get those numbers out. Yep, so this is the third annual Open Championship. Um, it's just a two-day individual stroke play for the men, one day for the women's. We have four different divisions. I think we have 35 signed up so far. We usually get around 60. Um, the blue division is open to all ages. You'd play the blue tees. Um, the next division is Senior 1. It's from the white tees. It's ages 50 to 64. There you go, Steve. Ooh. Yep, and then uh, we have the Senior 2 division, which is from the Gold Tees, which is ages 65 plus. You get to play the ball up. And then we also have a women's division that's Saturday only from the Red Tees. Um, so fun, fun competitive two days of golf if you want to come out and play. And I got a story up on midkansasonline.com right now. Of course too. you do. Yep, so if you want to sign up, you can call the golf shop or come out there, email me. Um, you can look at the flyer on our Facebook page um, to see how you can get involved, but it's, it's a fun, fun two days, and we're hoping for another good turnout. Well, Treg, we appreciate you coming in today. I know that you're a little worried about your schedule, and I'm sure you're checking your phone every couple of minutes yeah, with, this is, this with first, baby on the way. This is the first time I've had my phone on silent, just so, but I keep looking at it make sure Molly's not calling me. So, <laughs> well, that's yeah. a good sign. Steve, no show tomorrow. No show tomorrow. Because of the Royals playing in the afternoon. Friday, we've got a lot to talk about. I'll be at the fair early on. I'm officiating a wedding this weekend. Oh, yeah. Lots of things to talk about coming oh, yeah. up on Friday. We'll wrap up today's show. For Treg Fall, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Friday. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.